4.30 this morning, I realized I'm out of dry shampoo. So, greasy hair, Sarah. Who else used dry shampoo this morning? Just no shame. Yes, thank you. Is that not amazing, dry shampoo? If you don't have some, you should get some. And that will be on my list for the grocery shopping. <laughs> um, so just a couple quick intro things, and then we're going to send you right back to your table this morning. But um, first off, thank you for coming back. It's always like second week. You don't really know what to expect, who's going to actually come back or not. Um, but we've got another full room, which is really exciting and encouraging. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit of um, just recap or introduction into our equipping classes and kind of explain what our goal is um, and then why we chose Habits of Grace. So the point of our equipping classes here at Candeo is to learn and to grow our delight in Jesus. So the main focus for these types of classes is learning and delighting in Jesus, not necessarily community, but that's a benefit of it, right? So the benefit of sitting at these tables and learning with women is growing in community. And hopefully as you sit with them each week, you'll get to know them and engage with them. And if they're not in a connection group, feel free to welcome them into yours or send them to launch point. But the main goal for this is learning and growing our delight in Jesus. So that's why we have a lot of teaching time, um, but also want to give you time to discuss and also um, learn together and help each other grow. But why did we choose Habits of Grace? Um, the Candea women, we've done several Bible studies up to this point, and every time we've chosen a book of the Bible, um, and some people have been like, well, why aren't we doing a book of the Bible this summer, which is a valid question. Um, but as Jake um, and a couple of the other guys on staff were looking into what they wanted the men and women to do this summer together, um, they decided that it actually would be good to take a step back and help our people at Candeo learn to feed themselves. Because just like on Sunday, if we don't know how to cook, we can't feed ourselves when someone's not there. Um, so that's why we're doing this Habits of Grace study and not a book of the Bible right now, because we really believe that you need to know how to engage with the Bible and prayer and fellowship on your own. And then when we come together to study God's word together, it's just um, nice to do it together sometimes, but it's not the only time you're studying the Bible. I don't want you to finish one study and then say, okay, when are we starting the next one, right? I want you to continue to study God's word and be in God's word as a habit of grace in your life. So that's kind of why we chose this one. Um, the goal is to obviously continue to do some books of the Bible in studies. Um, we're not going to always choose just like books like this, but we thought this was an important break to take and really focus our mind on habits of grace. So each week you should get an email from Jake with the slides and any extra things that were passed out or anything. If you're not receiving those emails, uh, just come find me afterwards and give me your email address and we'll get you added to that list. So that's enough for housekeeping. Um, we're gonna just start off right away with um, a just introduction question at your table. If you don't know anyone at your table, make sure to welcome them and get to know them first. And then what is meditation and how are you currently implementing it in your life 
in your daily rhythms. So go ahead and discuss that, and we'll get back together in a few minutes. All right. So hopefully you're able to kind of look at what you read this week and define meditation. And this is Leah. This is one of my friends. She's going to help define what meditation is. And um, just in the quick interaction before this, I'm trying to think when the first time we met was. I think probably when Mitch, like, brought you up to Jake. Yeah. Jake and Mitch met for a discipleship group back while he was at SALT. And then... You kind of came around and got to meet you, and Leah's a connection group leader here, um, and her and Mitch. How long have you been married? Um, About two years. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to explain meditation and what it is and what it's not. Sweet. So I think I have it on the slide, maybe. There we go. Okay, so if you even look up at the slide... um, Meditation is just a deep thinking and um, uh, on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in scripture for the purposes of understanding application and prayer. Um, I was actually really excited to talk about meditation because I feel like this is a spiritual discipline that I could improve on the most and that it's just not in my daily rhythm. I go from reading my Bible straight to prayer, and even Mitch will come to me and say, Leo, what did you read today, or what did you learn? And I'm like, give me a second, I didn't meditate, or I didn't like reflect on any of that, so give me a second, and then I will give you an answer. Um, And so I'm really excited um, to grow in this area, and to really um, get to dive deep lately into meditation, and what that looks like, and um, I'm excited to talk to you guys about it today. So... um, Yeah, we talked about last week a lot about the raking and digging of God's word, and this goes along with that, and then adding that admiring component of um, looking at God's word, turning it around, looking at it at different angles, and just seeing like um, every aspect of it so that you can understand it and worship because of it, and then allow allow it to dwell in your heart so that you truly know God's word and that you truly know Jesus through his word. And um, meditation is a discipline that has a certain function within um, the disciplines themselves. And so it bridges that gap, like I said, of hearing from God and his word and then speaking to him in prayer, which we'll be talking about next week. And so it's kind of that mediator between the two and so that you don't just jump like I do sometimes straight from reading to prayer and not really um, truly know what you've read um, and writing that on your heart and in your minds that you truly know what you just read in God's word and then being able to pray over what you just read. And so I'm going to talk about just the importance of meditation And so there's two different types of meditations that you will see in today's um, culture. And so Christian meditation is the one we're going to be talking about today. And then um, one that meditation you'll see in um, the world lately is secular meditation. And so I'm first going to talk about what it's not, which is this new age movement of secular meditation, where it's doing nothing and being in tune with your own thoughts is kind of that type of meditation where um, the, the Christian meditation is where you are filling your mind with the words of Christ and letting it dwell in you deeply so that you truly know Jesus, like I just said. And so 
yeah, it's the worldview versus the Christian meditation. Um, and so um, rather than dictating specific actions, um, or rather, <laughs> sorry, wrong page. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you a story about my sister-in-law, Cassie, and I, when I went back to Orange City, where Mitch is from, she had a bag of those Lindor truffles. Has anybody had one of those Lindor truffles? Okay, so I had never had one before. Um, and so she's like, Leah, you have to have one of these. They're the best. And I'm a big chocolate fan. So I'm like, I'm in. Got one. So I put it in my mouth and I chewed it up like I do most chocolate and swallowed it because I just want to eat more of it. And so I eat it quickly. And so she looks at me and says, Leah, that's not how you eat a truffle. And I'm like, why not? It's chocolate. You just eat it quickly, and then you can have more of it. And she's like, no, you really need to savor the taste of that truffle. You really need to understand what it tastes like and all of the flavors to really get the full picture and to cherish it. And so she's like, you set it on your tongue, and you let it melt. And then it'll ooze out of the truffle, and it tastes delicious. And I'm like, I don't want to take that much time, though. And she's like, you'll get the best flavor if you do that. Um, and so... She's, it's just like reading God's word where we want to be meditating on it so that we're digesting the word of God. We're savoring that texture of God's word. We're enjoying the juices and cherishing the flavor of God's word and so that we truly know it and get the full picture of it. Um, and so on our, in our book on page 57, um, it talks about how, if you want to flip to the next one, how meditation is the lost art of today. And I think that's true in my own life. Like I said, I, meditation is something that I tend to skip over or overlook as being maybe not as important or it's not on my checklist of to-dos to read my Bible, pray. Meditation just gets lost in the flow. And so I thought they had a really good example that um, our fathers in faith definitely practice this a lot more than I do and um, I'm sure some of the rest of us do. And so it talked about... On page 57, Joshua 1, 6, 7, and 9, where it talked about the clear directive for Joshua to be strong and courageous. And they talked about how he was to do that. And so in Joshua 1, 8, he tells him how to do this by meditation. And so Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And so I was just thinking about that. I'm like, do I meditate on the Bible like Joshua. I don't tend to do that. Um, but it's just so important to truly know Jesus and what um, he tells us about himself and his word. And so I'm going to start my next point with a question that I really loved in the second chapter we had to read for this week called Bringing the Bible Home to Your Heart. And it said, what effect should the regular Bible intake have on our hearts and lives? And so I'm really going to focus on just the heart part, um, but a little bit on how it will um, have an impact on our lives. And so we want to bring the Bible home to our hearts, just like the chapter title says. So first of all, we need to make sure that our Bible reading includes reading scripture in the correct context, because it's super important to know um, how God has, or how the authors in the Bible have written to the original hearers. And so I have a quote here from Donald S. Whitney, which if you look in the footnotes, which I know I definitely don't unless I'm studying sometimes, 
But um, Donald S. Whitney wrote the scriptural disciplines for the Christian life, which is referenced actually a lot in the Habits of Grace. And I really liked this quote by him that says, the text of the Bible means what God inspired it to mean, not what it means to me. And so truly getting the understanding of its actual context um, rather than what I think it means um, by meditating on what it says. And so all scripture is applicable too. And so we must be careful to read it in its context and to the original hearers, but then see what it tells us about Jesus and then bring it home to ourselves and expect some sort of application so that we can relate it to our own lives. Um, and my next point is um, from Romans 12 2, being renewed in our minds. Maybe I'm. Um, go back to the last one, sorry. My bad. <laughs> So being renewed in our minds and transformed in our hearts. And so, yeah, you can go back. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so I'm not going to go too much further into the application piece, but I loved the quote from the book, too, about application, where it talked about this illustration of, what good is medicine if it just sits there and you don't use it? And so I even thought about my Bible. What, is, what good is my Bible sitting on the, on the shelf at my house and collecting dust? Or what good is scripture in my mind if I'm not letting it dwell in my heart? So those are some things I just want you to think about when meditating, having our head knowledge become our heart knowledge and have those intertwined so that we can really truly know God's word and um, let it dwell inside of us. And so we don't want to be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, like it says in James 1.22. And this just commends that act of meditation. Um, however, it is really important to... Um, know that our lives are lived spontaneously. Like it said in the book, I loved the section that was like 99% of our lives are lived spontaneously and we just act and we don't think or reflect. And so to know that our lives flow from the kind of person we are, the kind of person that we've become, rather than some timeouts for, okay, let me reflect for a while and then I'll act. Um, and so rather than dictating specific actions all the time for us to apply, um, the apostles want us to be formed into the kind of people we are able to, who are able to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, like it says in Ephesians 5.10, and then act in light of that so that it's really just another way of commending that meditation um, so that we can be formed into the kind of person that um, God wants us to be. Yeah, so when we meditate on a scripture, it changes what we think about, right? So we're being transformed in the renewing of our mind. That action should go to, or that thought should go to our heart and it should change our hearts. That's played out in our actions and day to day. In our everyday moments, like you said, it's like quick interactions. And 
I don't know about you, but even like when you're teaching, uh, Lee is a teacher, so I'm sure there's times where it's like you just respond, and whatever that response is, that's what's flowing out of your heart. And sometimes my response to my kids is not what I want flowing out of my heart, right? So just filling our mind with truth so that our responses, our day-to-day responses can be God-honoring and um, not um, selfish or out of anger. Um, But the next component would be (coughs) memorizing scripture. So meditation turns into memorization if you meditate on something long enough, right? So whatever you think about, you're going to really memorize it. Um, There's so many examples of this, but anything that you repetitively listen to or watch um, or hear, you're going to memorize. So even if you just think about any like commercials or any like slogans, like you can finish it like that. And I could have a long list where we could go through, but just for the sake of time, we're not. But just think about things that you have memorized even without knowing. Um, And that is meditating, hearing, and reading something repetitively, listening to something. But um, just as we go through the flow of this, as we read God's word, it gets us in his word, right? So when we read it, we're in his word. But when we meditate and memorize, we get God's word in us. So the difference there is getting God's word from the pages to our hearts and our minds. So I'll just say that again. Reading God's word gets us in the word. Meditating and memorizing gets God's word in us. Um, It's the indwelling of his word. Um, It's almost like the difference between hearing and listening. So when I can say, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Are you listening to me is different. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we can hear God's word by reading it, but we don't listen to it unless we meditate on it and memorize it. Um, So when we memorize something, you're putting it into your memory and you can recall it in an instant, right? So I just want to know like where we're at in the room and kind of wake up a little bit. Who has one verse memorized? You could, and I'm not going to call on you, so don't worry. One verse, just raise your hand. Okay. Who has like a whole chapter memorized? Has anyone like taken the task to memorize a chapter of the Bible? Awesome. That's awesome. Who could recall one? Okay, we're going to go back in time a little bit, maybe. Uh, One Awana verse. Does anyone remember Awana? If you're in Awana, you can remember. Yeah, Shay. (laughs) That, that was so effective for me as a kid. Um, I can remember some of those verses. And then it also kind of created some PTSD of like, I can't memorize scripture. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you guys laugh, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, so even reading this chapter, I was like, oh, man, I'm really bad at memorizing scripture because as a kid, it was just like, pounded in me, you know, but it's a, it should be a delight. It should be something that we meditate on and it just comes to memory. Um, it shouldn't be something that we just cram. Um, but that we're going to go back to that Romans 12 too, um, and talk a little bit about it. Um, we are to be conform, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind 
that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So how are we not conformed to this world? We're to first be transformed in our mind, um, and that flows out in the decisions that we make. In Colossians 1, um, the whole chapter of, or Colossians 3, 1, the whole chapter of Colossians 3 is great, but just these few verses, um, 1 and 2 and 16, talk about it. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So if we set our mind on things that are above, and we set our minds on things that are eternal, right? That's something that's not temporal, it's eternal. Um, it'll flow out into our lives. And this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's what meditating and memorizing is. It's the word of God dwelling in us. Um, we can so often as women be such deep feelers and emotional reactors, right? I can just respond in my emotions and not even think about what is the implications of how I'm reacting to my kids or my husband or someone on the street. Um, but if we go before the Lord and ask him to renew our minds, that's going to play out in our day-to-day -day actions, um, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And this is something that I've just been really impacted by um, in the last several years and just realizing that I cannot be run by my emotions. I need to be run by the word of God. And that's only done by being transformed in our mind and letting God's scripture change how we think and how we feel. And that's not to say our emotions don't have any place because God created us as emotional beings and he created us to love him and delight in him. And that's that's an emotion, right? So I'm not saying we need to be robots, but we also need to allow God's word to be driving the train and his wisdom and not our feelings and not our emotions. So that only happens if we let God's word dwell in us. Um, what does that word dwell mean? Um, when we meditate and memorize scripture, it dwells in us. Um, as I thought about this, I thought, okay, so what's the difference between visiting somewhere and living? Because dwelling is like living or abiding um, or staying somewhere. Um, so if you live somewhere opposed to visiting, it's going to look different, right? So a couple weeks ago, we took vacation and we went to Chicago. We stayed in an Airbnb. You walk in the Airbnb and it looks livable, right? There's like a couch and there's maybe some kitchen stuff and all of that. But if you were to walk in, you're like, I don't know if anybody lives here. That's all there is. There's furniture and there's plates it's livable. We have a living heart. God's given us a heart of flesh to love him. If we know him, our heart is livable. If you don't know him, the Bible talks about how our heart is stone. We're not made alive yet. So if God's made you alive, your heart is ready to receive his word, but you must allow it to dwell in you. So when you're dwelling somewhere, when you're living somewhere, you can tell, right? There's like things on the wall. There's 
I mean, there's a mess. There, like, there are signs of life in that home. Um, if you were to walk into my home right now, you'd probably see shoes somewhere. You'd see a coat. You'd see dirty dishes. You'd, there's signs of life. Um, so when we allow God's word to dwell in us, it should show signs of life in our life. There should be uh, resonating effects of God's word Every action we take, every word, it should start to overflow even into our conversations. And that's a beautiful thing. When I talk to someone and we're just talking and all of a sudden God's word just starts coming out of their mouth. And that's when you know they've been meditating on something when they can just say, yeah, and God's word says this about you know, this subject or whatever that might be. Um, and that's, that's my hope that I would get to that point that I can just have so much in my mind and in my heart that as I'm talking to someone, I can encourage them with the word of God without even having to, to like quick pull it up on my phone, which is totally okay. If you do it, um, you, that's okay. But the hope and goal is to have it dwell in us and have signs of life, every aspect of our life. Um, so just, some helpful helpful tidbits of memorizing. What does it actually look like to memorize scripture? Um, the easiest way is repetitive reading. If you're like, I cannot memorize anything every day before you even read for breadth, just start and read something repetitively. It can be one verse. It can be a chapter. If you read something enough times, you're going to start memorizing it. Um, but how do you choose what to memorize? That might be a question you might have. Um, think about last week we talked about read for breadth, study for depth, and then choose something to memorize. So like Leah was saying, you're going to rake to see where you need to dig and then once you dig and you find that gem or you find the thing that you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you admire it, you're going to meditate on it and memorize it. So as you read for breadth and you study for depth, you're going to find things that you want to go back and memorize. And then just start repetitive reading. Um, another way is just posting it around your house. I've got verses all over my house that help me uh, think about truth <laughs> in the day-to-day. -day. Uh, that helps memorize. Take it with you. Um, there's note cards on your table. Write down a verse that you want to memorize and just put it in your pocket or put it in your purse. Put it somewhere that you're going to feel it or see it throughout the day. If, you've, if you're the type of person who puts your hands in your pocket at work, put it in your pocket. Um, take it with you wherever you go. Um, or put it on your phone as your lock screen or your background so that you're seeing it every time you open your phone. Um, those are a few helpful tips, but someone who I think that does a great job and someone who has exuded this and even in, in my conversations is Mary Center, and she has really helped me in like just memorizing things and just telling me, okay, so we're talking about this, and oh, this is what God's word said. So I just asked Mary to share a couple helpful tips and how that's looked in her daily rhythms um, and uh, just give us a few good ideas. So you want to come up here so they can hear you? Okay, that's good. All right, so as Sarah asked me, I was thinking um, this kind of looks different every day, and I'm glad that you asked me because that helped me to reflect on what does it mean to meditate? What does it mean to memorize? And I was that Awana's kid. And I did, um, what was it? 
it was once a year where you were, um, they would test you to see what you knew and you could get rewarded if you memorized all these verses. I always thought that was cool. Um, okay, so I think what has helped me the most in memorizing and meditating has been really connecting the piece that, um, so when studying and reading, we're taking in our, our mind um, the truth of God's word, but really connecting the Holy Spirit to it. Um, and I was thinking even yesterday, Psalm 19, 14, it's with the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Um, oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So um, when I'm meditating on the truth of what I've read, really I'm talking to the Lord, I'm praying to him. Um, and so this has been great in my season of life. I just had a baby a couple months ago. And um, I'm really encouraged that once you have just a verse memorized, even if you don't have time to open the word and read something new, you can chew on it like we've been talking about. Um, my favorite thing to do lately has been just to close my eyes and to just ask the Holy Spirit to remind me of what I have read or memorized. And he brings it to mind. Maybe it's not everything, but it's what I need um, for the day. Um, and I would encourage you guys to do that too. Um, set aside time to not just read something new, but purposefully today when I open the word, first I'm going to close my eyes and see what do I know and then chew on the truth of that. So, so an example of meditating would be just picking. So I read and then the Holy Spirit highlights something in what I read and I studied. So um, I was sharing with my table Colossians uh, 1, 13 and 14. Um, he has rescued us from the domain of darkness. He has transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins in him. So meditating would look like um, I've been rescued. So thinking about what that means, like a rescue mission, like God has done that for us, thanking and praising him for it, being transferred. He actually has brought me from a place of death and darkness and brought me to um, uh, to be in Christ. So chewing on, you know, I could keep going through that verse, but just chewing on those truths and praising him for that throughout the day. Memorizing tips, mine are probably the same as Sarah's. I don't do it every day, and I like that he said in the book, that's not like a non-negotiable every day to memorize something, but um, my goal right now is even just like once a month just to have a verse. And um, Jill, a lady at our table, she's really good at putting a verse in her shower. If you take a note card and put it in a Ziploc bag and you get it wet, it will stick right to the, the shower wall and everyone showers at some point. Then you get to see it, you know? <laughs> the verse in my shower has been there for a long time, but it's like my prayer. Um, so that is something that I try to do as well. Another great thing um, with meditating is listening to good music um, in your car on the way to work. I stay at home, so we'll listen to it throughout the day. Um, you can soak up the truth of God's word in, in music too. It doesn't have to, it's from the scripture. So once you're studying it, you can relate it and say, okay, I know this is true. I know that um, what gift of grace is Jesus my redeemer. I know that that is true, Jesus is my redeemer. Stopping and thinking and putting that truth into my heart. So. Let that encourage you. If it's not reading something new today, it's scripture. Also, my last one has been having kids has been so helpful. Um, 
teaching scripture to them, singing songs with them, um, even if it's one truth and you do it every day for the whole year. Our verse often is be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God has forgiven us. And you can break it down and make it small and I'll even make up music to go with it. It can be as cheesy as you want it to be, but if you're telling it to your kids, you're telling it to yourself and um, yeah, I think those are probably, I probably took up more time than I was supposed to, but yeah. Thanks, Mary. That's really helpful. And I, yeah, I love that point of when you teach others God's word, you're going to be teaching yourself. Um, so um, yeah, hopefully that was helpful just to break down. I think this book is really great at giving us uh, thoughts, and um, but what does it actually look like? Some daily tips. Um, before we go into our discussion, we're um, really quickly going to head into discussion. The last thing is just just an encouragement of all of us to be lifelong learners. And I really appreciated this chapter. I'm not going to spend a whole long time on this. Um, but for one, great job for being a lifelong learner and being here. Like, that's a step. That's a huge step. Um, and I don't want to miss that. I don't want to be like, continue to be a learner like you are you're doing it right now you're being a lifelong learner um, but we all have time right we all have time in our day and time is like a budget so we allot our time where we want it to go just like a budget we tell our money where we want it to go what we want to spend it on and so time is the same way we all have the same amount of time in our day we can determine what we want to spend it on now there are some things that obviously are set in stone just like a budget you've got some things that are set and some things that are a little bit negotiable um, and that's where you can determine how you want to use that negotiable time to uh, be a lifelong learner and set aside time to read a book or listen to a podcast or um, ask a friend what they're learning. Learn from other friends. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can be a lifelong learner, but to continue to engage your mind and your heart to become more like Jesus. But I would encourage you to start first in God's word. If you're not in the daily rhythm of being in God's word, start there. And then any podcast or article or book or anything on top of that, that's helpful, that's on top of it, but start in God's word. Um, some different you know, ways that are helpful could be um, reading a book, videos, uh, messages online, um, while you're reading or while you're folding laundry, redeem that time. Listen to a podcast. Um, Emily's always asking me, what are you listening to? I love listening to podcasts while I run or whatever time you just have kind of that free space. If you have a lot of drive time to work, use that time to to meditate on something or listen to something. Continue to be a lifelong learner and taking our equipping classes. There's gonna be a lot of really awesome equipping classes offered this coming fall, which I'm really excited about. And that's for women of all ages. So jump into those equipping classes for a time, continue to learn in that way. Um, listen to the Candeo equipping podcast or the Candeo Women's Podcast. There's a lot of different resources out there. Um, and then also use your relaxed time to continue to grow. So maybe you just wanna chill and watch Netflix. 
maybe one night instead of watching you know whatever you normally watch pick a documentary now you don't have to do this all the time I'm not saying all the time you have to be learning but it's just those little ways that you can change the way you're living to continue to be a learner um and that's going to help you just grow in your your mind and in your heart um, to continue to be a lifelong learner. And I'm going to throw this up here. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's some learning resources. And then as Leah and I were talking about it, sometimes it's hard to be like, who's a good author? I don't even know where to start. There's a whole lot of great authors. Um, here's a few that just popped into our minds as we were talking about it. Um, but just remember, as you're reading, as you're listening to something, it doesn't matter who it is, be discerning in your mind as you listen, because we're, we are all humans, we're all able to err. So as you listen to things, as you read, be mindful of that and be discerning. There are a lot of books out there right now that are just not filled with full truth. Um, so be mindful of that. So this will be emailed out to you, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but just continue to be a lifelong learner and great job for being here today to be a learner. Um, so I want to spend the rest of the time because last week we didn't get a whole lot of time in discussion. Uh, so I'm gonna let you go back to your tables and talk about these three questions um, and we'll get back together at 7.15. Uh, the first question, what passage this week will you meditate on and memorize that speaks truth into your current situation? There was a list in the book of some great gospel-oriented uh, passages. You can choose one of those or choose something from what you're reading and then write it down on the note card if you'd like and take it with you. Uh, it's great to even explain why that is important in your situation. Uh, what step would you like to take this week in growing in your raking, digging, and admiring? So this might be from last week even. I'm still working on reading for breadth. That's okay. Like take it slow and um, apply. The, the purpose of this is to apply it. And are you a lifelong learner and what tools are you using? So maybe you've got another tool that you want to share with your table of how you can be a lifelong learner or what do you want to grow in? Um, what time do you want to allot to that? So go ahead and jump into your tables and we'll come back at 7.15 to close it up. <laughs> 